Hello friends, I just wanted to check in, uh, say hello, and share a little bit about what's what's going on, and uh, tell you uh, what is tentatively on the agenda for the summer and the fall. Uh, but first, I mean, it's it's been a while, hasn't it? And there's there's this part of me that feels this need to apologize, to like say... Uh, how sorry I am for having fallen off the radar, for having gone almost dark <laughs> this past month or so. But there's another part of me that is slowly learning uh, in this this season of loss that my family is in to give myself some some grace and to pour all of myself, every bit of myself, into my grief as opposed to stuffing my feelings and my tears or my emotions or my anger or my frustrations or whatever away so that I can just keep on going and keep producing and keep creating and keep and keep plowing ahead. Um, grief. Most of you know that my, my dad passed away uh, on March 5th after a uh, 15-month or so battle with stage 4 colon cancer. And it was a uh, it was a horrible year for him. And my, my heart is just, it's just shattered at his loss. Um, I love my dad, and I, I miss my dad very much. And if you want to read more about him, there's actually a link that I put in the show notes uh, to check out a blog post that I wrote about him uh, the morning... I got back from from the hospital, but yeah, my mom my mom called me in the morning of March fifth, about two a.m., and said she was in the ER with my dad, and I needed to come quickly. And a two a.m. phone call to come quickly to the hospital doesn't doesn't is never going to be a good thing, right? And so, uh, long story short, uh, he had a bad infection, and by the time I got there. Uh, he was in really, really bad shape. But as soon as I, I walked through the door, you know, he he smiled with the biggest smile. And he took my hand and he squeezed my hand. And uh, and over the course of the next hour, he got progressively worse and uh, eventually passed away while I was actually holding uh, his hand, my mom, his other hand. And uh, we were praying for him. And we said amen and opened our eyes and uh and he and he was gone and so anyways while i was driving home that morning and i was thinking about my life and thinking about you know all the things and thinking about how everything was literally going to change you know going forward i really felt this need to just hit pause on the podcast for a bit and i mentioned this in the blog post that i wrote that morning that i put out there uh, but I wanted to pause the the podcast not not only in his honor as like a moment of silence type of thing because he believed uh, so much in the work that we do here, but 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 also to give myself a break, right, and some space to breathe and and uh, to to process and to just feel whatever it is I, I need to feel, and, and that's been scary for me honestly. It was a it was a hard decision for me to make for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, and this this might sound silly to some people, but it's a very real fear for me. I, I was afraid that that people wouldn't understand and that we'd lose Patreon support if people weren't getting the new episode they expect 
every week. We have 50, I think 54 patrons. And over the course of like the last few years, I've spoken, you know, through text or even on Zoom or even on the phone uh, with maybe three quarters of those people in, in some way, shape or form. But my mind went to like, what about the other quarter, right? Who I don't even know. Like I, I know the people that I've spoken to over the years. I think they're going to understand what I'm going through, but is everyone, right? Like, is everyone going to show me some grace or are some people going to gonna leave? And and I hate to make it about, about money, right? But as I've said previously, this is an important stream of income for us. And I, I wasn't really sure that our already trimmed down budget could withstand like a significant hit if I were to shut the podcast down for a month or two months or three months or whatever it is that I need and people were were to leave. And then secondly, uh, even a, a bigger than the first thing is I've never been one to pause and grieve and to process my feelings. Like I'm the guy who uh, tends to stuff his feelings away so that I can just continue doing and doing and doing and creating and creating and creating and working, working, working for everybody else. But I felt like this time, like I needed to do something, I needed to do things differently. Like I almost needed to uh, like deconstruct my understanding of, or I guess my approach to grief for this moment that I found myself in. Because really, I mean, I mean, it's easy to blame the church for things, right? Like we, obviously it's easy to point the finger at the church and pin all of our wounds and hurts and stuff on it. But in this case, after spending a lot of time reflecting on it, I really do think that I picked up this, I don't know, this rather harmful way of dealing with my feelings, like stuffing them away and almost pretending that they don't exist uh, from the church. Like, what, now, why would I say that, right? Because when you're the pastor of a church, everybody expects you to have it all together, right? Like the elders of the church, the people who are like running the show, uh, they expect you in the pulpit like 50 weeks out of the year <laughs> with at least like 45 of your 50 sermons being absolute home runs. And the congregation, like they want to come to, to, to church on Sunday to hear from somebody who at least appears to have it all together, at least fake it. <laughs> look, look like this person who's teaching us knows what they're talking about, right? And then the community, like they look to you for answers to the the you know the deeper questions of life. And so if the pastor has a few bad days, okay, right? They're, they're human, right? Fine. But if the pastor has like a bad couple of weeks, a bad month, a bad few months, you know, then then people start talking, right? Like, what's up with the pastor? Maybe maybe he's not the right one for the job. Maybe we should start looking for another church. Does our pastor need a therapist? Should a pastor see a therapist, right? And if people start leaving for other churches, then again, they take their money with them. And if the offering plate starts seeing less money every week, then the pastor's on the hot seat because the bills have to be paid, right? Because people are leaving, not because the coffee's bad or because they don't like the color of the carpet, but because the pastor is doing something or not doing something that these people want or don't want this person to do. And so I feel like I, I've almost been, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like groomed to, to stuff my feelings away so that I can focus on the mission before me, right? Keep the ball rolling, keep the keep the ship sailing, keep the whole thing moving forward. And so 
on my way home from the hospital, I really felt this need to pause and to just deconstruct my grief in real time uh, while I am grieving. I felt like I need to do this. This is significant. And I need to do this differently than I've ever done grief before. And so that's led me to this place where the podcast now has been silent uh, since the last week of February, after having an episode every Monday for the last like 220 weeks. Uh, I haven't written any blog posts. Uh, I haven't really said much on Substack, right, our newsletter platform. Uh, I've been pretty quiet on social media, with the exception of a few posts about my dad and grief and that sort of stuff, and also some things about about my next book, because one thing I have been working on uh, is my next book, because writing is very therapeutic for me. Um, I actually began writing it in January of 2022, so just over a year ago, uh, shortly after my dad was diagnosed with cancer, um, and shortly after I released my first book. And I, I finished it about a month, I guess about a month after uh, he passed away. And so during this his battle with this disease, uh, I was working on, on this book. Uh, early in the mornings, you know, late at night, I can remember sitting here, right here at my desk, waiting for the phone to ring after his doctor appointments or his chemo sessions while I was working on this book. And uh, the book, to kind of give you a, a sneak peek, it uh, walks the reader through various stories from the Gospel of, of Matthew. And it looks at these stories in, I think, unique ways. Uh, through the lens of Matthew's first century readers or, or listeners who were living in the wake of the destruction of their temple at the hands of the Roman uh, army. The temple was the center of the Jewish universe, right? Like it was the most important thing in the Jewish world. And now that it was a pile of rubble, uh, they would have to dust themselves off. They'd have to find the strength to move forward without this very important thing in their lives. And so the book invites the reader uh, to kind of get in touch with their own collapsed temples, the important things in their life that have fallen down, uh, their dreams, right? Their, the things they've lost, the broken dreams, divorce, uh, death, sickness, unmet expectations, all those kind of things. And wonder not only how would Matthew's readers have received these stories, uh, that Matthew told them, given their context, but how can we receive them given our context today? And so for me, the fallen temple is the death of my father. Uh, over the last year, it was the temple just felt like it got weaker and weaker and weaker as bricks were pulled from it and it began to to tumble. And his his passing was was really, in a lot of ways, the collapse of my universe because this was the the biggest most significant loss in my life to date and and nothing could have prepared me you know for the toll that it was going to take on my heart and and on my soul and on some days and those of you who have lost someone really significant to you you know this that on some days the, the rubble on top of me feels so heavy like the smoke so thick the loss so deep I don't know how I'm going to be able to move forward. 
Some days are really good. Some days are really not good. And although I only mentioned my situation like two, maybe three times in the 250-ish pages that there are, uh, the book is very much a, a picture of me walking through and beginning, just just beginning to process my own grief and bring uh, my questions before God and the scriptures that I've been studying since I was a kid. And so my prayer is that this book is going to help somebody. That's really all I wanted to do. Most of you know by this point, I don't really care much about sales and rankings and it making money, all that kind of stuff. If it's number one on Amazon or number 10 million, I don't really care. My hope is that it, it falls into the hands of somebody, even just one person who needs it. Like even if that's a free PDF copy. And, and there will be free copies available, by the way, when it comes out. Uh, if you can't drop, and I, I mean this with all of my heart, if you can't drop the $20 that it will cost on Amazon, just send me an email and let me know, and I will send you a PDF copy or an EPUB copy that will open up on your iPad or your Kindle or or whatever. Like I, I want people to have this book in their hands, and I want money to be a reason why they don't get it. Uh, so anyways, the, the book, right? it comes from this very real and this very raw place, and I really think that it's going to help, and I, I hope it helps people put words on feelings that there are no words for, right? Because so many times, like over these last couple of months, someone will ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any words for what is going on in my mind and my heart right now. Uh, so I hope that the book can help people feel less alone in those, in those feelings. Uh, when is it going to come out? I don't, I don't know yet. I'm making final edits as we speak. Um, Alexander John Shia will be writing the foreword. I have some endorsements I'm waiting on. Uh, it's being self-published uh, through Amazon. I'm doing all the formatting and the cover design, all that stuff myself. All those things are done. I'm actually, I'm actually fairly impressed with myself because last time with my last book, I designed the cover, which now looking back on it, I, I like it, but I don't like it. So I, I might end up tweaking it later. But anyway, and I had our company to format the book. Uh, for Amazon, uh, it was about 400 bucks, I think, to do that. But this time around, I purchased uh, some software and decided to give the formatting uh, a whirl myself. And I think it came out pretty good. So anyway, once the forward comes through and stuff and the endorsements, I'll add those in, upload it to Amazon. I'm going to order a test copy right, to make sure that everything looks halfway decent and that I, I did a fairly good job with the formatting. And then I'll decide uh, when I'm going to hit publish. I'm thinking probably early summer, like maybe even as soon as June. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, but once I have a definite date, I'll uh, let the, the universe know. And we'll share it out on social media along with the title and the cover image of the book um, as, as well. And uh, as for the podcast, uh, here's this is the tentative plan. And I'll explain tentative in a minute. But... The, the tentative plan is uh, starting on May 29th, we're going to have one episode every other week until October when we will likely, tentatively, uh, resume weekly episodes. Why? Why go from we were doing weekly, now we took this th three-month break or whatever, we're going to go to 
bi-weekly for a little while. Uh, because after being silent for three months, like I just, like I said before, I'm trying to do grief differently. And I feel like it's best for my heart to uh, ease myself back into this part of my creative world. Pumping, because pumping out an episode every week is a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work. And I'm just not sure yet that I have the mental or emotional energy to do that, um, especially with the summer coming up and Jordan being obviously off from school. Dana's still in school, so I'm with Jordan just a lot. I just have a lot of things going on, and I'm still in this place of grieving, and uh, I just don't think I'm going to have the energy to do an episode a week. But uh, plot twist, the, the first three episodes, which are May 29th, June 12th, and June 26th, You'll actually be hearing from my friend Leo, who is the host of the Conversations podcast and a uh, Patreon supporter as well. Leo and I went to the same Bible college, and uh, Leo is transgender. And so they bring some really, really, really unique perspective to the topics of like the Bible, church, ministry, you know, all the things. And so Leo, knowing my situation, has offered to do a like a podcast takeover of sorts where they're going to come onto the show by themselves and do a few solo episodes uh, for Pride Month revolving around various topics as well as their thesis that they're working on for uh, their master's program. And I'm going to edit, you know, in a brief intro to say hi to all of you, you know, use some music or whatever to move into whatever Leo uh, has to share with us. And so this series is going to have a title. Obviously, I haven't landed on, on a title yet. Uh, but I'm excited to to share Leo and uh, some of that conversations magic that they do on their podcast. Uh, they're doing amazing work in the world. Uh, Leo is an incredible human being, has been a huge encouragement to me uh, in the work that I do. And I hope that after you hear from Leo here uh, on our podcast, that you'll head over to conversations and listen to some more of them if you don't already do so. So uh, really good stuff coming up. I haven't heard the episodes yet. They're actually, uh, I think, still recording. At the time I'm recording this, they're still being recorded. I don't know when I'm going to get them, but I'm excited to to listen. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, then after after that, we have episodes to drop during the summer. Like I said, biweekly. Um, Barterman, Elaine Pagels, uh, Heather Hamilton. Topics ranging from Revelation to the history of marriage to rethinking some of our most well-known Bible stories. Like these these are episodes I recorded before uh, my dad passed away. So these ones have been sitting on my computer uh, for a while. And then, like I said, once we hit October, we'll plan to resume weekly episodes that will take us into uh, 2024. And starting next month, uh, I'm going to try to record like an episode, maybe two a month, um, as opposed to the one or two a week that I was doing uh, earlier this year, I was just pumping out these episodes. And I think I was doing that partly because I think in my heart of hearts, I kind of had a feeling that I was going to need to have some episodes uh, in the bank, so to speak, some episodes like in the bag so that I had a uh, like a stash to go to if something were to happen with, with my dad, whether it was a long hospital stay or, um, you know, obviously worse. And so I'm glad that I have those, and I'm glad that I put in the work early this this year to kind of get those episodes recorded because now I have some that I can pull from um, over the course of, of the summer. So uh, that's the plan. 
And I say plan very lightly, like I said earlier, tentatively, because I am trying to have grace on myself, you know, to not be so rigid with my schedule, to give myself some margin and some space to uh, grieve uh, when grief comes up unexpectedly, which it very often does. Uh, even guests who I've rescheduled for the summer, uh, they've been so gracious to me. And I've said, like, you know, if you wake up in the morning uh, of our recording and you just aren't feeling it, uh, just let me know, like, even an hour before, and we can push it back to another day. Like, it's it's no big deal. And so uh, I'm really grateful for that. And I will do my best, obviously, to stick to what I've shared with you. But if a week goes by and there's no podcast uh, you know, no, it's not because I didn't care or because I dropped the ball or whatever. Uh, obviously, it's just because I'm showing myself some grace and uh, taking care of my heart uh, that day or, or that week and, and so whatever. And so for me, you know, taking care of my heart has involved uh, writing, obviously. It's also involved reading some books that I, I want to read as opposed to just reading for the podcast or whatever. And I haven't really been doing a lot of reading. Like I I don't know, like it's, it's, I've been very distracted. Like I'll sit down to read and I could get through a page. It takes me like a half an hour because it's just, my mind is like all over the place. I've been doing a lot of yard work because my dad uh, really enjoyed being outside and actually bought me uh, a lot of the lawn equipment that I have. And so I've just been cleaning those things up, uh, like uh, the leaf blower. And I have uh, like a, a gas. Uh, trimmer like a hedge trimmer and he gave me the hedge trimmer um, you know leaf blower lawnmower and I've been changing the air filters in them getting them cleaned up things like that uh, so I'm doing a lot of stuff outside you know it's spring and summer's coming so getting the yard ready for Jordan's big summer break from school and we'll get her pool out and all that kind of stuff um, but taking some naps you know uh, feels like long periods of sitting and staring into space at times uh, trips to Starbucks because uh, treating myself to that and, and ice cream and uh, you know also been shedding a lot of tears just more tears than I've shed in a long long time and so anyways all of that to say really thank you I know many of you uh, knew that my father passed away and uh, a lot of you reached out to uh, show your support and we are grateful for your prayers and uh, we're grateful for the, the good vibes that you've sent our way. And uh, for those of you who are Patreon supporters, uh, thank you for not giving up on us. I appreciate that you have continued to support, uh, even though the work you support has taken a much-needed break. And honestly, when I, when I really think about that, it makes me feel like you support me as a person uh, more than you support the content that I create. And I, I can't tell you how much that means to me because, again, coming from the church world, that's not always the case, especially when you're a pastor. You know, people support you because of what you believe. People support you because of the sermons you preach and the content you create. And when you take those things off the table, a lot of that support leaves. And that has not been the case uh, in this situation. And I, I am grateful for for all of you. So... That said, links are in the show notes. Uh, the blog post about my dad, like I said earlier, is in there. Uh, the support page on the website where you can go to support uh, via Patreon or a one-time donation, uh, whatever it may be. But 
all that to say, that's it. Uh, I am signing off until next time when we hear from our friend Leo from Conversations. Uh, Much love to you all. And again, uh, thank you for you.